Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Ben Blakey. Today's passage is 2 Corinthians 5, 1 through 10. I went to a very small high school. And sometimes I say that to people and they're like, oh yeah, I went to a small high school too. My graduating class only had a hundred people in it. And I think that's nice. My graduating class had six in it. Very small, part of a K through 12 private Christian school attached to the church where I grew up in San Antonio, Texas. It was a very small school. And one of the benefits of that was basically from seventh grade through 12th grade. There were three teachers that you had that taught almost all of your subjects. One taught a lot of the English, one taught a lot of um, the history, another taught all of the sciences and it kind of combined, a couple of them did the math classes. And so the nice thing about that was you got to know these teachers well, and you knew what to expect. By the time you're a senior in high school, I mean, I know what kind of test Mr. McCulley is going to give me, or I know what Mrs. Robinson is looking for on these essay tests that are, uh, in her mind, supposed to prepare me for college. I know what to expect on the test. And so I'm not as worried. I'm not as anxious because I know who's testing me. I, I know what standard they're going to use, and I feel prepared for that. So then when I went to college, I had to adjust to this whole thing of getting new professors every semester. And admittedly, it was a small college, but it was massive compared to the tiny high school uh, that I had gone to. And so each semester, okay, who is this professor? What do they want on their tests? What are they looking for? I, I did not like that as much. I, I guess I had been coddled by the consistency of going to a small, small school. Well, in life, we know we will be tested. And the Bible even speaks the greatest test will be when we die, when we face judgment. The good news is, though, we know what to expect. Uh, the, the one who will be giving that test, Jesus Christ, he has told us how to prepare. He has told us what to expect. And while that should be something that we take seriously and there should be some sobriety that comes in our minds as a result of that knowledge, there should also be some comfort that comes from that as well. And I believe we see that as we look at the Apostle Paul in our reading today, just 10 verses, but these verses were very encouraging to me, and I hope that they will be encouraging to you. Now, you remember, we just left off in chapter 4 with Paul, again, speaking of being encouraged, we don't lose heart. The outer self is wasting away. The inner man is being renewed day by day. And then he thinks even further into the future to eternity. There is an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison, and they're looking to that, looking not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. And he picks up right on that theme today in verse 1, for we know that if the earthly tent that is our earthly home is destroyed, we have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. And so there you see he's speaking again of 
heaven. And I don't think he's speaking just of a a building. I think he is speaking of our bodies there when he speaks of our earthly tent uh, and our earthly home and the building from God. He is speaking, hey, our, our bodies will die, but we will have a new body. We will be clothed, as he says later. And, and what is mortal will be swallowed up by life. So he is thinking of the future here. And he takes this thought about the future and lands it in verse six. So we are always of good courage. He's encouraged because he knows this earthly home is temporary and and someday he will have a heavenly body, which should make us think back to what we read about in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Now, why would that be encouraging to Paul in the midst of ministry? Well, remember, Paul's discouragement in ministry wasn't merely from things like, I'm trying to share the gospel with this person and they're not responding. It wasn't just a difficult discipleship relationship. It wasn't even just church drama that he was dealing with in Corinth, although those were, I'm sure, all realities for the apostle Paul. One of the things he's dealing with is a very real threat of death. So when you think through all the things that could discourage Paul, uh, one that is very present and very real in his mind and life is that, that he may lose his life. And we know that he does end up being martyred for his faith. But he's encouraged in that, knowing the future that is coming, I'm getting a new body. And so really, it's this freedom of thinking through things from eternity that gives him courage to carry on. He says, so we are always of good courage. We know that while we are at home in the body, we are away from the Lord, for we walk by faith, not by sight. It's the same idea he talked about at the end of chapter four, when he talked about not looking to things that are seen, but to things that are unseen. Then he goes on to say, yes, we are of good courage, and we would rather be away from the body and at home with the Lord. So whether we are at home or away, we make it our aim to please him. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ so that each one may receive what is due for what he has done in the body, whether good or evil. So he ends on that thought of, hey, I'm getting ready for this test, for this test of standing before the judgment seat of Christ. But he knows Christ, he knows what to expect, and so he makes it his aim to please him. And that should have a very encouraging side to that, and that thought should also challenge us. Every day, you should have somewhere in your mind the thought that I will stand before Christ. And there's ways that should comfort you, and there's ways that should challenge you. Well, how should that comfort you? Well, it frees you from all kinds of fear, and it can free you from all kinds of discouragement. I mean, let's take again the very real threat that Paul had against his life. You know what? He's now free. I don't need to worry about just trying to preserve my life. I don't need to worry about trying to save my skin because this is just a temporal body and I'm going to go be with the Lord. So I'm making it my aim to please him. My goal in life isn't self-preservation. It's pleasing Christ. And that's a comfort to him that he doesn't need to live in that fear of death. Also, consider the context of the Corinthians, a very discouraging situation uh, that's going on there 
as a church. And something that you can even see in this letter must have been deeply discouraging to the Apostle Paul. But what he's saying is, I'm not discouraged. I'm of good courage because I'm making it my aim to please Christ. He knows, and we've seen him mention this earlier in his letters to the Corinthians, the Corinthians aren't ultimately going to be the ones grading him. Christ will. And so there's a freedom that comes from that even in ministry where your life isn't on the line, but still the thought of, I don't need to worry about what everyone thinks about me. I don't need to worry about how everyone responds to me. I need to try to please Christ. He's giving the test and he has told me what he expects. So I'm going to do my best to please him. Do you see how that's freeing? Do you see how that's encouraging? And I want you to to think through that thought today. That's kind of the main application I want from you is to think through, I will stand before Christ someday and to meditate in your own life of how that should be encouraging to you. Maybe there's some difficult situations that you are in, situations that keep you up at night, thinking and tossing and turning. Well, to simplify things a little bit, you need to focus on pleasing Christ. That should be your main objective in whatever situation that you are in. He is the one giving the exam. And again, if you're a Christian, you know him, you have a relationship with him through his word, you know what he expects. And that should take away a lot of the anxiety when it comes to thinking through that judgment. Just like, hey, I know what these teachers in my rinky-dink high school, I know what they're going to put on the test. And so I don't need to stay up all night freaking out because I'm confident that I am prepared for the test. As a Christian, you should be able to have the same confidence. I know how Christ is going to judge me because I know his word. And so my focus is I'm trying to please him and I don't need to worry about in whatever complicated situation I'm in, how to please everyone else in it. I need to focus on pleasing Christ. Now, like I said, there's also a challenging side to that. The the fact that we will stand before Christ should challenge us as well, uh, because there will be times where, hey, the comfortable thing for me um, might not be something that pleases Christ. And so I want to please him. And honestly, we'll see more of the challenging side tomorrow in our next reading as it begins with this phrase, therefore, knowing the fear of the Lord, we persuade others. Uh, There is a fear of the Lord and a right weight that we have that this test, we know what to expect. That doesn't mean it's going to be easy. And we want to please, we want to strive to please Christ. And so there will be times that that pushes us as well. And like I said, we'll get more into that tomorrow. But today, I primarily want you to be encouraged. You know the one who is giving the test. He has told you what to expect. So don't worry about your life. Don't worry about just the opinions of others. Focus on pleasing Christ and let yourself feel the freedom that comes when that is your main objective. Thanks for digging into God's Word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out revivalfromthebible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to compassbible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.